Welcome to the Author's Way podcast, a journey to finding your voice. I believe that our stories are powerful, our experience have helped to teach us important lessons, and our stories help us to use those lessons to teach others. Stay tuned to hear some great stories and learn how you can use your own stories to raise your professional profile, promote your brand, and become a published author. Hey there, welcome to the Author's Way podcast. My name is Jennifer Wright and I am the podcast host. And today I am very pleased to have with me Elisa Chanstein. Elisa has written a book. The name of it is Buried But Never Forgotten, A Journey Through Earth. So what's a little bit different about this book, and I'll just show you what it looks like. What's a little bit different about this book is that Elisa is my first guest who has written a fiction book. And actually, it is her story told through the eyes of fictional characters. So I'm really excited today to be talking to Elisa and learn a little bit more about the process that she used in writing her book. And it's actually, I believe, one of a series of, of books that are that's going to be following. So um, we'll be talking to her in just a moment. But first, I want to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by ExecuWrite. We are book writers who help executives and entrepreneurs raise their professional profiles, get their words out into the world, and help their audience by writing and publishing their book. So if you have a book in your head, in your heart, in your soul, and you're just trying to figure out how to get it finished, to get it started or get it finished, head over to our website. That's execurite.com. That's E-X-E-W-R-I-G-H-T.com. Check out our program and feel free to schedule a book strategy session. Would love to hear your story and hear what you've got going on. Thank you. So let's get started with Elisa. Welcome, Elisa. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much, Jennifer. It's my honor to be with you today. Yes, thank you. So would am really excited about learning about your book. Like I was saying, you're the first guest we've had that has a fiction book. And just to point out, so this book, so when was it when was it published, Elisa? It was published, I got it from the printers the fall of 2020. Okay, nice. So, yeah. so since it's been published, it has won. It has been a part of the National Indie Book Awards. It was a finalist in that book awards. It was the International Book Awards. It was a finalist there as well. The Los Angeles Book Festival and the San Francisco Book Festival was part of those as well. So some really nice accolades for the book for you. Well, there's actually, Jennifer, there is 16 awards in all, national and international and so I'm very excited to, you know, have, um, have those accolades for the book. Congratulations. It was, my, it was part of my strategy for marketing was to hopefully win maybe a few awards that, you know, that I can help because people do like to see things like that. You know, they kind of like to have somebody else bearing witness to, <laughs> to a book and an author. Right. So how exciting for you two to know that, it's gotten some great recognition for, for the work that you've done. 
It is. You know, I've been a lifelong entrepreneur and artist, and um, by far the hardest thing I've ever done is write a book. Mm -hmm. I mean, just hands down, it is it is extremely challenging, left brain and mm -hmm. right brain wise, <laughs> both aspects. Um, so yes, I, I am incredibly surprised. I am delighted and surprised that I have become an author and that this is my my calling in this phase of my life. And you know, I never would have expected it. It came kind of out of the blue. And yeah, so it's 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 been a it's been a delightful surprise, all of it. Nice. I love to hear that. So what led you to make the decision that you you really needed to write a book? Well I've always wanted to tell my story. You know, because I feel like there's a lot of interesting things that have happened in my life, not just being an entrepreneur and the things I feel proud of accomplishing as a woman, but also I, this is going to be out there a little bit for maybe some people, but I started having out-of-body experiences when I was seven years old. And, you know, from then on, I, I started in a lifelong quest of really trying to um, figure out what's going on in the world and life and my own spirituality and things like that. And it's led me on an incredible journey. And I've always wanted to like share that wisdom with people. And I couldn't figure out like how to do this. I'd like to write about it, but quite frankly, you know, and this isn't meaning to be, you know, um, just being honest is who's gonna, who wants to read a book about me? Like who am I? You know, I'm not a famous person. I you know, so like, who's going to like, oh, here, at least I'm telling my story, you know, <laughs> but I thought maybe if I could clothe it in a way that it's an exciting adventure based on a lot of the stuff I love researching, alternative histories, ancient alien things, all this kind of fun stuff, that if I could clothe it in a really exciting drama, but bring in the spiritual truths and understandings and experiences I've had, what a great way to, you know, kind of gently put the message out there for people to either, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not on any soapbox of life is like this and you have to believe a certain way or anything. I think we all just need to be on our own personal journey of discovering what's right for us. But if I could share things in that way, then maybe I could just help open people's minds up to exploring more things in life. You know, and people that have been on that quest of, you know, who am I? Why am I here in this planet? You know, what am I supposed to be doing with myself? You know, that they'll find all kinds of incredible, maybe validations for what they already know, but maybe new ideas to consider. You know, so it's, for me, it's kind of like, it's like a very soft, gentle way of, of bringing my perspective into the world that people can learn from it, hopefully, or just have a fun time reading a great adventure if it comes down to that, you know, great. <laughs> right, right. So, that's fascinating. And I love the fact that you are willing to tell your own personal story. And I think a lot of a lot of writers weave in their own personal experiences, but to really get, you know, delve into the, you know, really kind of bear yourself. It's a brave thing to do. Yeah, no, I, I hear you on that. And it was, you know, I'm just getting finished with the second book in this series, which, which is called Awaken Aware. But the first mm -hmm. book, it was a very different writing experience than this book. The second book is less about me and it's more imagination, um, even though the mm -hmm. first book is a lot of imagination in it. But the first book, it was real. I mean, I felt like I was I was buried as I was writing the book. I was very intense in, you know, 
processing and trying to figure out how to tell my story. I mean, it was just a whole different creature than the second book. And yeah, I felt like I was kind of like underground with my character for about a year writing it. <laughs> Did you find while you were telling the story, I talked to a lot of writers and, and a lot of them say that whether it's fiction or nonfiction, that they, they discover a lot of things about themselves while they're going through the process. Did you have any experiences like that? Did you discover, you know, new things about yourself when you were writing this book? Yeah, absolutely. I have to say that a lot of the, the, the character has a lot of, has out-of-body experiences, of course, and kind of visions and, and um, sees certain things or understanding. As I was, I was writing the ones that were based on my life, as I was writing that, all of a sudden I got clear on many of them on what they, like a deeper understanding of them that I didn't have before. You know, I thought, oh, it was about that experience was about this. But as I was writing, I learned so much more. You know, and I do even to this day, even writing just the real fictional parts, you know, making up, I still learn things, you know, I think we spoke about this a while back, you and I, and how, you know, writing for me is that blend of left and right brain, mm-hmm. you know, where there's like, I have to be very calculating when I start the book, you know, I write down, these are the themes I want to do. These would be some fun things to include. This is, I'm picturing this and that, and I start kind of formulating like a puzzle piece moving things around. So it's very methodically thought through. But then when you start to write, you just got to go into the flow of it. And then things will come out that do surprise me. I mean, absolutely. It's like, where did that just come from? And oh my gosh, I really didn't, I haven't thought about life quite like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I learn about myself and about life and, and things through that creative process all the time, all the time. It, it, it surprises me. You know, it's, I feel it's very delightful. I think anybody that does artistic things, you know, some of it you take right. credit for and other of it, you're just like, yeah, it came through me. So I'll take credit of that. But, you know, yeah, you, get, you can be very surprised by what you're able to, <laughs> to do, to do and say. And right, right, right. One of the things that I, I get questions about a lot is, is character development. I am not a fiction writer. I mean, I've written short stories in the past before, um, but most of my writing is more nonfiction. So I'd love to hear your perspective on how you develop like kind of really deep and interesting characters that anything you're, you're willing to share. I mean, if you have a secret sauce, we don't want to you know, we don't want to delve into that, but would love to hear, you know, maybe some of the ways that you, you do that to make sure that, because you do have to have really kind of interesting characters for, for the reader to continue to be interested and continue to want to read. I, you know, I think that's very true. And with that, I'll probably talk about the second book because the second, Mm-hmm. Second book, not to a spoiler alert, but the, the character does make it through her inner earth journey and comes out the other side. <laughs> you know? So there's a lot more characters in the second book. And I have to, but probably my secret sauce is that I have been, an, I mean, my first career, I had my own clothing and jewelry line. And so I was constantly designing and creating things. And I think over all those years doing that, I learned to just not be judgmental about my ideas and just kind of go with them, you know, and just keep those channels like open. So in the second book, there was going to be a whole, she was going to meet new people on the surface and there was going to be a group that she'd be involved with. And they were going to be 
highly evolved beings and like, what would they be like? And I tell you, I just kind of like flipped off one part of my brain, started the other part. And, you know, I had kind of a theme and idea with it. And I just started writing character names and bios. I just, whatever name came to me, that name went down. What do they look like? And I just started picturing them in my head and I just started writing what I picture. And then oh, I just kind of got fun. It was like seeing your own little movie. And it's like, oh, well, of course, you know, they're from Ireland and they're like that. And their dad was like, this, ah, their mom. And oh, and they did this or that. And that, oh, this is the next one. And I just kind of let it just had fun with my imagination. But I really did these biographies of these characters down to the color of their eyes, what their hair looks like, how tall they are, what's their personality like. And a lot of those details are not in the book, but I reference that because I know who the character is. So writing it, I can stay in character, you know, and even to, I think going editing through, I'm just like, hmm, and my editor is really good. She's like, would that character really say that? I'm like, oh, you're right. That's not that person. That's kind of that person would say that. So I think it's just that part was just really a free flowing process. Some of the things I did in their bio sketches changed as I wrote the book. It wasn't quite that. So it's like, whatever, that's, you know, I changed the bio of them a little bit, but it really helped me just to kind of set the stage. And I never changed the names, like whatever the names came through, like that, I felt like was their name and I stayed with it. So that's the kind of thing is not like really getting too caught up in your analytical brain of having it to be just right is like, let's just trust our intuition and just kind of start writing it and let some things come through and write it down and just dream things up, dream it up. I mean, that's like writing fiction. You got to like dream some of this up and, you know, um, allow that part of yourself to like do it. Don't judge it. You can always change it. You know, they're just, they're your words. You can change your words. You know, like that with my editor all the time. It's like, it's just words. If those words don't work, you know, tell me it doesn't work. I'll use different words <laughs> to make it work. I'm not attached to that. So that's kind of like would be my little bit of advice is just to really let yourself go, have fun with it, just be imaginative. And, you know, and I, th I think that some characters come like from movies or books I've read or things, you know, just like your subconscious will pull all this stuff together. You don't have to crank those wheels, you know, does that make sense? That makes total sense. And I love how you talked about really kind of writing almost like a biography for your character. So you can really understand. And even if you don't use it in the book, it becomes more like a, like a real person that you can really talk about. Yeah. I, I really like that. I really like that idea and that process. Thank you. And, you know, I think one of my strong suits is visualization. And mm. I think that's a skill some of us have, but others can develop it. And I feel like, yeah, when you're writing your own story, you can visualize from your own life. But when you're creating fiction, you're, you're creating a new world. And you, I see it. I see it like a movie in my head. And then I just write down what I see. And then maybe I edit out details. Or when I'm reading it later, I go, I need more detail. But I really want people to feel where I am and feel what the characters experience. I was like, what are they seeing? What is that like? How does that resonate? What are they smelling something? Are they, and how would they do that as that character? You know, so for me, it is, you know, you're absolutely right. You are creating something out of nothing. And it is a real world and they're real people. These are real, my characters are real people. They live within me and people that read it, hopefully they start living within them. And, you know, and you have to be invested. You know, that's the big thing as a writer is like, 
as, you know, thinking about your reader, why should your reader care? Why would they care about that person you're writing about? You know, they either have to, maybe they care because they don't like them because they don't believe in what they're doing or they, but they care something about them because they become real to them. Right. Right. You know, they have a response to it. So I'm always trying to like, you know, that season in my mind is like, why should the reader care about that? You right. Know, what do they find interesting? Right. Right. You know, it's interesting you talk about visualization. That's one of the areas that I am trying to get stronger. I don't naturally visualize things myself. And I appreciate the fact that you said it's something you can learn because I'm trying to learn it. I'm trying to get better at it, but I haven't quite cracked that code yet um, of being able to like really visualize things. So, you know, it's, 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 it's tough that I'm, I'm a real, I'm a kind of a blend of right and left brainer, but I'm really mm-hmm. strong creatively. So mm-hmm. um, I have a, a prejudice in that, you know, knowing how to do that. Cause I just know how to, I'm just built that way. We're built different, you know? And yeah, so I'm not really sure just because I am so, I'm so close to that, that that's how I function that I can only talk about my process. Somebody may have to use other things, whether, you know, right. you stimulate yourself with, by reading other books, like when you mm-hmm. read books, you know, how do you process the information? I think we have to kind of all figure out how we process things. And maybe some people hear things more or they experience it in whatever way that is, but you got to find kind of like your way of doing it. I'm more anything I learn, you know, it's really, I'm very visual. You know, so it's sometimes it's very hard for me to like read things like directions and understand what's being said. I'm like, oh, you know, just let me just do it. If I'm figuring it out, then I'll figure it out. Or let's see, let me watch you do it. You know, because that's kind of how I learn. So I would probably encourage people like, you know, how do you, how do you learn? How do you like interpret books? How do you, how does it come to you information? When you look at movies and other kinds of things, you know, visual things that have been you know, entertainment and things or music, you know, how, like, what's your process? I just happened to know a creative process I had from years of honing that, then that I had to translate that into writing, which is, like I say, much harder than anything I've ever done. (laughs) But at least I had some ideas of how to be, how I can be creative with it, you know. But the big thing is, I think, Jennifer, is just like getting the judgmental voice and part of ourselves out of the way. You yeah, know? you're and right. The perfection, it's got to be just right. Well, what about this care or that? That's like, well, whatever, just don't, just do it. Just like, I'm not going to censor myself. I'm going to just write. And that's probably why a lot of, a lot of workshops do. You may do this in your, your help and coaching with people is just like write every day and just whatever comes out, just write it. Don't second guess it. And I think that's probably a really good exercise of getting the critical mind. Step aside. <laughs> Right. Well, you know, writing is very, I mean, it's like any other craft. The more you practice, if you want to be a painter, then you can't, you don't necessarily start out right out the gate painting a masterpiece. The Mona Lisa. Or exactly. Like yeah. You, so the, there's practice. And I think that's where the daily writing helps. And if you can't do it daily, then, you know, whenever, whenever you can, but, but it's, it's practice just like, any other talent, the you know, the more you do it, the better you get at it. And you start to see patterns and see areas that you're really good in and areas that need more help. And yeah, it just, it, you just hone it and, and get, and get better at it. The more you do it. One of the things it, it absolutely is practice with it. And 
along with that is like understanding the writing process. You know, I'm not like some, you know, I haven't written like tons of books. You know, I wrote my one book and now I, I'm almost done with my second book, but I've learned a tremendous amount from that. I did find like from someone, a writer's website, they had this thing of like the writing process and they just outlined. And it was, for me, it was like so affirming to my own process because I didn't have anything to compare to because I don't know, know what writers do because I'm a new writer. And, you know, she just talks about like the layers, like when you make your first draft, you're at the very beginning kind of it. It's not like, like when I did, wrote the first draft of Buried, I'm like, I wrote it. I wrote my book. Uh-huh. And then I had a woman editing it and then I did it back and it'd be like all red marks. I was like, oh my God, you know? And then we do that. And then it was like layer after layer, but then it refined it from what that first thing I wrote to what came out at the end. Oh my God, it was like yeah. so different. It was so much better, you know? So it, it's like, it's, it's that process. So you can't be judging trying to get this finished process out. Like just get the thing written. You know, and right. then get a really good editor that's going to be, you know, very honest with you, <laughs> not right. worry about your feelings, and don't get your feelings on the line. But you know what I mean? And just like, okay, well, I want to tell my story. How best can I tell it? And then check your ego aside and take, you know, criticism about it and take, you know, and I have to sift through my editor's criticism. Sometimes it's a little pointed. And I'm like, oh, that kind of hurt, you know, but what is she? <laughs> But what is she telling me? I'm like, but that's a really good point. You know, I right. need to rewrite that. You know, maybe I have to rewrite every written whole chapters. I spent days and days on writing. It's like gone. I got to, how can I tell that differently? You right. know, um, so you got to just love that, that you have to love the process and also be committed to putting out and creating the best thing you can to tell the story you want to tell. And then all that stuff in between, you just move with it as the honing process. It takes a lot of right. honing and you do a lot of editing for people, correct? And a lot of I do, yeah. Work. So mm-hmm. you know, you know that it's just it takes many iterations. It does. Product. Yeah, it does. And you know, sometimes people get a little anxious when I talk about, you know, seven, eight rounds of editing. It feels like a lot of work, but it, it's it's really just refining and, and making it the best that it can be. You know, the same thing if you're, you know, you're doing anything, you want to make sure that you have the highest quality and, and you're telling the right story. So, and sometimes it takes going through it several times. It's really not to torture anyone, although it can feel like that sometimes, but it's, it's really to make sure that it's because every time you go through it, you find you develop the story more. You find more examples, you find better ways to to word things so that by the time you've gotten through the process, you've got a really, really good piece of, of writing that someone wants to read. Exactly. But I, for me, I always say tight. I like it to be a tight the right. Mm-hmm. I like movies to be tight, books to be tight. Don't show me anything or tell me anything unless you're, it's for a purpose or a reason. Right. You know, my, you know, my first draft, boy, I threw everything out there, the second book, especially, you know, because I had so many concepts and ideas that I want to share with people. And I just, I didn't like, I writing the first draft, I did not censor. I just put them all in there. And then I went back and, and still like I'm on the third round right now. And it's like, that's gone. That doesn't move the point. Oh, this. And I finally now have my real driving point of the whole book. And I've narrowed it down. This is my theme. 
you know, what are the things that are working with it? But it took, you know, it took a while to figure it out. And it's not because I didn't know, like I had a basic idea of what I thought it was to start with, but it didn't stop me from writing a whole draft, a whole 300 page book, because I didn't have it exactly what it is. Because I know it's going to get exact as I go through time with it. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. The only thing, I, I mean, I don't know because I don't work with other writers, but I can imagine in the creative process that there's because this way in developing a business and everything is like right. I have to wait till I thoroughly know and it's got to be absolutely perfectly formed and then I will give birth to it. Well, you know, you give birth to a little baby and it forms over time into a person. Exactly. You know, your book is going to form into its book through the process. Right. Right. I love that analogy. That's a great analogy. I'll have to use that. Yeah, I just came yeah. up with that. <laughs> it's like I have <laughs> So we've been talking quite a bit about process. Is there anything that you, of course, you know, we have an audience here. So, so is there anything you'd like to share about the book itself? So anything, you know, to the readers about you know, why they might want to pick the book up and, and, and read it. I know it's got a lot of interesting characters and situations in it. So, you know, what would you like to share about the book with the audience? Thank you. Well, so once again, the book's buried, but never forgotten. And it's really metaphorically the shaman's journey, the inner journey, the dark night of the soul that we all go through probably more than once in our life, you know, of that questioning, you know, who am I? Why why am I incarnate? What is my life's purpose? You know, what is God? Who is God? What is, how, how are all these things happening to me? You know, these are like big, big blocks, you know, and I can't say that I'm telling what the exact answers are, but there is answers for everybody. And the answer really comes through going through a process. Well, my character goes through that process in a very kind of a a very uh, fictional, fun, exciting, scary, you know, way in which she's um, sucked into the earth and into the inner earth. And then she thinks she's buried alive and then how she's going to survive this and what she goes through and questioning God and what's happened to her and then picking herself up and starting to move one step at a time. And this journey and this, this whole world opens up to her, you know, within our world and it's within her own self. And, you know, it's quite the journey and it is quite the journey for any of us, you know, going through those those times in our life where, you know, those real fundamental, you know, um, facing, you know, the crucibles of, of living and being a human, you know, so, so that's what people intrigued with that people that, you know, it's not, it's a non-denominational thing. I am not religious, but I'm highly spiritual, a different concept in of, of God and, you know, humanity and the connectedness to everything and love of nature and humanity. You know, there's all just wonderful things in there and experiences. And, you know, I find that if you really like exploring those things, you know, um, whether you've done it a lot or not, either way, you're going to have like, it's going to be a very fun journey through it all. And, you know, and then the next phase is going to be the next book. There's three in the series. So the next one is the phase of coming out, you know, once you've discovered things about yourself, you know, coming out in a bigger uh, context context around more people and stuff. So it's a narrow book and there's not a lot of characters, but there's a lot of action. There's a lot of very unusual things that um, happen, you know, that some people may, you know, recognize um, 
you know, the different theories and things of what could possibly be going on, you know, hollow earth theory is a whole theory. And I explore all these different things in kind of a fun way. But anyway, so the, the book is available in two different forms, Jennifer, if your your listeners are interested, Buried But Never Forgotten can be ordered off my website in the beautiful collector's edition, which is a hardback. And there, each one of those is signed and numbered. And so that's available on my website, metaphysicaladventures.com or buriedbutneverforgotten.com. Or you can just get on good old Amazon and get the paperback version of it. Um, but I do have to say the, the hardback is beautiful and it has won, you know, a couple of prestigious awards for the design and everything. Even like the inner cover of it, you know, when you take the, the flap off is, is all designed as well. Um, but you're, you're absolutely welcome either way. It's the same story. And yeah, so I, I would yeah, encourage you to order it and connect with me and let me know, you know, how you feel about it. Uh, my email, you're going to include my email in this. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm also on Facebook on metaphysical. I like, I think it's metaphysical adventures and also my, just my Lisa profile. So you can message me as well too. And um you know, I'm happy to, to chat about anything and everything in the book. Yes, we'll include all of those links in both the podcast description. So if you're listening on one of the podcast platforms, that will be in the description. If you're watching on YouTube, they will be in the description there as well. So we'll have all of that information out there for the listeners to, to go and explore. And I will have to say, I have a copy of the book here. It is a gorgeous book. I love the cover. It's, it's beautiful. And I love the fact that you have the nice little gold stickers on it to show, to show some of the, some of the accolades that you have. Well, we printed that. We printed that <laughs> before I got my accolades. Yeah. And then with some of them, I got the stickers and things. But I didn't, nice. you know, if I put all my stickers on there and cover the whole book, <laughs> I just kind yeah. of pick a few to, to put on there. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's not the main point. The main point is, right. is really is this story, but it's just kind of nice that the acknowledgement. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Anything else you have going on that you'd like the, the listeners to know about? So, so you do have a, the second book. Do you have a date for the second book yet? You know, I was initially, I thought it would be done by summer. It's not going to be a summer read book. It is going to be a holiday gift book. You know, okay. so it'll probably get published in September, okay. you know, just to be realistic about it, but it will be before the end of the year. Um, okay. I'll have that done. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be watching for that. Okay, excellent. Yeah. And before we go, um, thank you so much for for joining me. This has been a fascinating conversation. I have really enjoyed learning about your process and, and learning about your book. I'm looking forward to the second one, too. But one of the things I always ask is, you know, what books do you read? What books do you have that have inspired you over the years? I'd love to to give recommendations to the listeners. Well, you know, I, I, I go in, in phases of things. I have got a huge shelf, a library you can't see just off to my right. I've got stacks under my bed, you know, so I go through like there's my alien phase where I want to like read all these things that people have these experiences and I take it all in, you know, I don't judge it as I read. I just, I like to take in the information. I let it sift through, see what works for me or not, but they're great stories. You know, then I have my books of all my channeling work. So I have like Barbara Mersiniak or Dolores Cannon or Esther Hicks. I have all those that I just love. You know, they're just so fascinating. Whether this stuff is real or not, I'm not here to judge that. It's real for somebody. What are they trying to tell me? You know, lately I've been into some theosophy stuff with uh, Helen Love, if I can 
Pauline Blavinsky, I think I'm pronouncing that right, and Hermes, some of these ancient occult kind of things are interesting. I have a great book I just read about giant skeletons that were found in this country, you know, that we aren't told about, like in the 1800s. I mean, giant people all dug up in the mounds and different stuff, and they kind of got whisked away and written out of any accounts of anything. Well, where, who were they? Where did they come from? I mean, I'm curious about that. You know, that was scientifically provable. We found all this stuff. There's all the newspaper clippings. Well, what is, what's that about? You know, <laughs> I'm just I'm a really curious mind. And then I also go through and, and the contest where I, I've won awards or I've gotten, you know, honorable mentions, I go through and I order the books that win, you know, and then I love reading those and I love seeing what comes out of other people, you know, and their imagination and their writing skills. And that's helped me as a writer tremendously you know, is other fiction writers and sometimes what to do and what not to do. (laughs) Absolutely. And that's one of the things I always encourage people. Most people who are writers are readers, but that's one of the things I always encourage, you know, read more and more of what you love. If you want to write, just read what you love and you'll get inspired because if you love it, then your readers are going to love it. And reading other works really has given me permission to really expand my my consciousness. Like there's some great writers up there that come up with things that are so incredibly creative and well thought through. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it blows my mind. I'm like, hats off to you. And then I also, right. I'm sure that I get on, if I get them on most, I get them on Amazon is I leave a review for them or I reach out oh, to yeah. them. You know, I think that's like so important, like to pick something wonderful and positive about it. You know, if I really don't like the book, I, I typically don't say anything. I don't want to Right. Somebody. But if I do really like something, you know, I want to put it out there and say, you know, kudos on you. That was great. And why it was great. You know, as all authors, you appreciate that. Anything you're doing is having people respond to you. That is such great advice. And I want to encourage the listeners. If you read a really good book, one of the best ways to support authors is to leave them a review. Because it not only helps them know what people are loving about their work, but it, it helps them get more book sales. You know, more reviews out there really help encourage more book sales. So if you love a writer, go out and leave them a review. And, you know, I really encourage that. So thank you so much, Elisa. This has been a fantastic conversation. I have enjoyed this so much. And good luck on the next book. We, we'll be looking for that one. Perfect. Thank you so much, Jennifer. I appreciate you immensely and all that you do for people and writers, versioning writers. You know, this is fantastic. It's kudos to everybody out there like writing their story or wanting to. And, you know, that's like, it's that I think is just fantastic. It takes a lot of courage. It does. It absolutely does take a lot of courage and commitment to, you know, get through the process and get it done. And there's a lot of things you have to work through as you're, <laughs> as you're doing it. And, and, but once you're done, it's such a fantastic thing to have a book written and done and that you can share. Well, thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your day. And we'll look forward to the next book. We'll have you on when the, when the next book comes out and have some conversation about that one. I love it. That sounds perfect. I'd be honored. Thank you for listening to the Author's Way podcast. I'd love to hear from you about any future topics you'd like me to cover or other authors you would like to hear from. Head over to my Facebook page, The Author's Way, like that page, and join a community of writers, authors, and fans. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. 
Thanks again, and I'm looking forward to seeing you next time.